Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Test one, two. That's Test one, two. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! I don't believe in icons. Uh, I don't believe in personalities. I believe that peace lies beyond personality, beyond invention and disguise, beyond the red S that you wear on your chest that makes bullets bounce off. I believe that it's deeper than that. I believe we're a field of energy dancing for itself. And, uh, I don't care. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Shireen, don't like it. And now, I heard your radio program at the Senior Center. Great. I was humiliated. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Welcome to March. Woo! Yeah. How about that? All right. Welcome to an all-new show. It's Monday morning. Beware the Ides of it. Right? Is that what they say? Be worthy. Of March. Uh, I mean, yeah. March. Put what? March in there. What does that mean? What does that even mean? Wow, you are We're not ready. fire right now. We're not ready to be quizzed. <laughs> no, I don't know. I really just don't. Just started? Just sort of ease it into the show? Yeah. I thought you guys would know. <laughs> yeah, well, we do. It's just it would take too long for us to uh, get you to understand. I yeah, got you. Okay. it's a long explanation. Right. right. I feel that they're whatever they are, they're coming on already. Okay. The Ides. All right. Great. I was just watching a video of uh, Kimmel. Uh-huh. And he had a guy fly out from the Mayo Clinic. Oh, wow. In Minnesota. Uh-huh. To show him how to wash his hands. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, he it's... says people wash their hands poorly. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Sort of the most important thing. Right. So I was watching the video, and they're having fun. They're making jokes, and they're laughing back and forth. And then the Mayo Clinic guy says, mm-hmm. I just watched it about four minutes ago. Yeah, don't forget the thumbs. A lot of people forget their thumbs. <laughs> I was like, what the? How do you forget your thumbs? Sweet redemption. Hmm. Ellie was talking about this last week. She's like, do you guys wash your thumbs? We were like, yes, it's one of your fingers on your hand. I was thinking about it, and then I went to wash my hands, and I don't pay as good of attention to my thumbs as I should be. I mean, and that's not what you that, said, though. You said you don't wash your thumbs. I've never. Why are my thumbs dark brown? <laughs> I can't figure. It's just dirt. Only no on my thumbs. No, it it 
I'm, it made sense to me because you're just washing and washing, and you don't really think about the two that are on top. But th- those get who dirty. doesn't think about the uh, two on uh, the guy from the, the guy from Mayo, Mayo Clinic, Clinic did say that, which yeah. was shocking. Thank you. And I wanted to keep it to myself, but I felt like I owed it to you since you. I mocked you endlessly last week. Thank you, Kevin. But seriously, how hard is it to wash all of your five fingers on each hand? I'm a little disturbed as to how many segments the news is doing on washing hands. Mm-hmm. Leading me to believe that this is new information to people, that they should be washing their hands every time they use the restroom. Right. Because of coronavirus, everyone's like, oh, you got to wash your hands. Yeah, you got to wash your hands. But you know what I think happens is you hear that from the time you're a kid. Yeah. And you wash your hands a couple times. You're like, all right, what else? I think people just like blow it off because I wash my hands. How hard can that be? Well, give me something else. I've been in the women's bathroom before. Well, yeah. seen women skip right on out, you dirty birdies. <laughs> and what about at home? I had I had a boyfriend that would say, "You wash your hands at home?" Like after you use the bathroom? What? Yeah, you wash your hands at home after you use the bathroom. Oh, not at home. That's just like out when like other people are what there. What a filthy animal. Disgusting. We broke up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, the Mayo Clinic said everybody forgets their thumbs. So. Well, Good. as you guys are explaining that, uh-huh. I was like mimicking yeah. how I'd wash my hands, and I don't really get the tips of my thumbs. I think. Thank yeah. you, Mo. Because it's common. What? Yeah. I, well, the reason I even you only have this up, five hands, five oh, fingers. Oh, so oh, you're <laughs> the only reason I brought this up last week was because I saw a tweet that said. I don't think we're paying enough attention to our thumbs when we're washing our hands. And I'm like, what a weirdo. That's Did so dumb. Did you just fill in when we're washing our hands in your mind? Did it say that? It said okay. our thumbs mm-hmm. when we're washing our hands. So okay. I, when I was in the restroom the next time, I was like, oh, God. I think I'm that person. Mugs is that person. I think so. Mayo wow. Clinic says a lot of people are that person. We're gross. Not washing 20% of your fingers. Well, Odd. I, I am. It's I mean, just, you're not. I'm not paying special oh, attention Oh, not enough to attention. Them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ju- yeah it's- yeah, Mugs, you don't have to go through that. I, I just wanted to see if, like, how go through the would, motions yeah. to see how you wash your hands. I just wanted to now when I'm in there. I, oh, I'm babying those yeah. thumbs. I'm like, Wah. oh yeah, Ew. yeah. It's <laughs> a good motion right there. <laughs> that was weird. I don't like the sound of that at all. all. Right. Listen though, everybody says you got to wash your hands because of coronavirus, right? And we want more. Sure. Because we do. We want more we because want we've more been told what? to wash our hands all our lives. What else is there? More, what else can I do to keep myself... Uh, oh, more advice. Yes, okay, I'm something like, we else. Want gotcha. More washing. We've been told that. Yeah. I don't even know that it's true anymore. I feel like people just heard it from their relatives who heard it from their relatives. No, I'm making that part up. Yeah, I think right. it's very important I haven't tested that hands. part. Yeah, I think it's very important. <laughs> but it's sort of all you could do. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, they're saying that the masks don't do anything. They might, but they might not. Oh, yeah. Now they're saying people with beards have to watch out? Yeah. They do, Yes. How are you feeling, Muggs? I might have to shave. I might have to shave. <laughs> Isn't the beard just because if you are with a respirator, it gets in the way yeah, or something? Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. Yeah, I think yeah, you're you going to be okay. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Keep that beard as long as you can. Um, I have a vacation coming up, and I have been planning it for a year. Uh-huh. Are you going to Wuhan? Everyone's canceling. Woo, my Wuhan vacation. <laughs> See how Apple Wuhan. iPhones are put together. <laughs> um, yeah. Everyone's canceling. What do you mean canceling? Like I mean, your canceling. friends that are going? I'm not going with a lot of friends, but everybody, I was talking to my travel agent, uh-huh. and they're like, mass cancellations. Wow. You have a travel agent? I was like, that's, it doesn't cost you anything. It's classy. 
I've, ne- I've never had a travel Like, my parents, when I was young, had a travel agent. I didn't know they still existed. Well, they still exist. Wow, that is very classy. I mean, honestly, though, is it classy for me, or is it really a necessary? Necessity. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Okay, so... A are- lot of people are canceling their trips. And this, I assume, is overseas. Yes. It's not to, like, <laughs> to <Texas>. Moin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so are you thinking maybe you should cancel? Well, my first thought is, woohoo! it's going to be wide open. Yeah. My plane's going to be empty. I'll sure. probably get an upgrade at the hotel. Sure. Right? Okay, that's positive. All, that's, that's the only thinking I've done so far, just by first right. thought. Glass yeah. half full, baby. Right? Yeah, that's Kevin. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Come on. Come on. It's silly. Right. I agree. Calm your T's. Right. Yeah. I think you're going to be fine. After 30 years. I'm going to die while on vacation? No. I don't think so, no. No. All right, let's talk about today's show, shall we? You are such a cuck. Whoa. Oh. Aggressive. Wow. early for that. Allie has animal stories on the program today. I do. We also have great news like we do on Mondays. Uh, We'll give you the latest on the coronavirus and the stupidity that comes along with it. Yeah. I, did, I went down a wormhole this weekend. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call it? Yeah. No. And uh, there's so many stupid people in this country. It's concerning. It really is. So many dumb people. Uh, we have one of our April Foolishness people, <laughs> Justin Willman, will be joining us. Because you didn't want to call him a comedian. I didn't want to call him a comedian. Yeah. I didn't want to call him a magician. Yes. But he's both. He does uh, magic and comedy. Mm-hmm. And he has two amazing Netflix specials out, Magic for Humans. And I'm telling you, it's going to change your whole idea of what magic is. I've Kevin. always hated magicians. Yes. And I've always made no secret of that. Yeah. But dude's pretty good. And the first time you ever said, I'm not into magic, I said, you've got to see Justin Willman. You did. And that was before he had a Netflix special. Yeah. That's how much I've loved this guy. For a decade, I've loved him. He's so good. You're going to just... He's so good. You're going to fall in love. I'm going to fall in love. (laughs) Get out! No! (laughs) I'm just kidding. We'll take a quick break. We will come back with what's happening next. This is Kevin in the Morning with Allie and Jensen. LANOC's Alternative Rock. Rock, rock, rock. K-Rock. Now it is time for a first look at what's happening. You ever bummed that you're not Tony Romo? Haven't been. Oh, I am all the time. Really? No. Hmm. Um, I was this weekend when I found out that he has been re-signed to a deal with CBS Sports. They're basically trying to lock him in before they strike a new deal with the NFL because mm-hmm. their their deal with the NFL is up in 2022. So they signed him to a new deal mm-hmm. worth mm-hmm. $17 million a year. Wow. Wow, indeed. More than he ever made as a quarterback, which also um, brings forth the topic. It's because he's better at well, I mean, uh, sitting true. in the booth than he was a quarterback. But that's an incredible amount of money. The NFL's deal with CBS, NBC, and Fox for the Sunday night football rights ends in 2022. And then ESPN's pact for Monday night football ends in 2021. Apparently, this deal... At seventeen million per year, brings him beyond the current right contract. So past twenty twenty two. So what does it ha- what happens if they don't get the rights to, to to do the league? Is he still stuck there? He'll be doing something. Yeah, okay, for sure. Dark. For sure. 
They'll be doing stars. dark and like something. dancing with the stars or something. He'll be like, I know what's about to happen here. And then he's right every single time. Triple 20. <laughs> Just bizarre. He, of course, has worked the past three seasons with Jim Nance and Tracy Wolfson. In February, the trio called their first Super Bowl. And CBS will be broadcasting the Super Bowl again in 2021. So I'm sure they wanted him locked in for that. But seventeen million a year—that's crazy. That's he sad. also was amazingly great at it the very first day, twenty seventeen. He had never done it before, and people were like, "What's going on? How no is he one, this good?" No one steps into that booth that quickly no. and just dominates. No, he was he, so good. It's crazy. It's crazy how good he was from jump. And there's so. a lot of other quarterbacks that do that job, mm-hmm. but he seems to have an understanding. He calls every play before it happens. It's yeah. almost not worth watching. <laughs> and if he's that good at calling plays before it they happen, why wasn't he that good of a quarterback? Like, if he had that much of the mentality. I mean, he was considered a pretty good quarterback. He was good. He wasn't elite. All right. I mean, he's no Flacco. <laughs> really? <laughs> Don't you? It was, oh, is Flacco elite? That was, like, the question every single year. Am I alone? Hmm. I remember that. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Good times. Mm-hmm. You ever wish you were Judge Judy? <laughs> Yes, all the time. Thank you, all right? All the time. Remember she when that She owns story, and runs the world. Unbelievable. When the story came out that she would go to dinner with the head of CBS at the time, Mr. Touchy McFeely. What was his name? Les Moodvez. Thank you so much. Our old, <laughs> our old boss. Um, that she would go out to dinner with him, have a nice meal, and then pass a piece of paper to him at the end of the meal with what she wanted for her paycheck to be. Wow. And he would look at it and be like, that was a great meal. Thanks so much, Judy. And then they'd leave. That's baloney. That's it true. doesn't make sense. It does make sense. You can you can basically just say, This is my price, and he had to give it to you because your show in syndication makes that station or that network so much money. Yep. That's why she was making how much a year? Well, let's see. Tony Romo was making $17 million. Mm-hmm. He was probably the top analyst, so I'm mm-hmm. going to say 25 Would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was reportedly earning $47 million a year. 47 you guys. Well, I got some bad news for you. Uh-oh. This is my favorite title of an article. Judge Judy adjourning her courtroom next year after a quarter of a century, but not striking the gavel on her TV career just yet. So she's not ending her TV career. Okay. She's just stopping new episodes of Judge Judy. So they're going to have 25 years worth of reruns. So she's going to get paid for those. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's still getting paid for Judge Judy. She doesn't really need it at but, this point either, does she? But she's she's like, I'm not tired, though. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to launch a new courtroom series titled Judy Justice. That's happening in 2021. She declined to reveal what format the show will have or where it will air, but... Interesting. I mean, Judy. If it was CBS, she would have said that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Odd. She is a boss-ass bitch. Agreed. She's awesome. $47 a year, you guys. How does she live? Well, I bet she's... Let's factor in the four million in snacks <laughs> that she probably spends. <laughs> because I heard a guy on the radio that say guy was yeah. an idiot. Um, that if you are going to be buying snacks, right. you've got to budget at least four million a year. No one would ever Minimum. say that. That's stupid. Somebody did say that, Kevin. Minimum. Here he is. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. 
much do you think the average American spends on snacks in a lifetime? Very good question. In a lifetime? Yeah. Very good question. Yeah. I'm going to say $4 million. In a in a what? The average American spends four million dollars yeah. of snacks in, in their lifetime. lifetime. In their whole life. Damn, Wait, their whole life. Four million. Oh, no, high? people don't make a, a million dollars in a lifetime. I know it's a life. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God! I can't. Are you serious? Did I say million and a thousand? That was a moment with Kevin. Not interested, sir. But in a lifetime, he said. Like, we weren't understanding. I may have been confused for the moment. God I enjoyed damn it. Kevin. I enjoyed it yep. a lot. But um, congrats on a 25-year run to Judge Judy. Of course, those shows will be played uh, in perpetuity. How many like, people have seen every episode of those 25 years? Nobody? Oh, I'm sure there's Judge Judy heads for sure. Sure, but don't they have to miss some? Don't they have a yeah. job or anything? No. Okay. No. Stay-at-home moms, I'm sure, like, we'll see. That's or dads. a well job, done. Or dads. That is a job. How dare you? It is less from you. <laughs> All right, I'll see you later. <laughs> oh, no. Guys, did either of you see a movie this weekend? Yes. Kevin, did you see The Invisible Man? I did. <gasps> you did? What mm-hmm. did you think? I loved it. Yeah. It was directed amazingly. Yes. And I'm sorry, I forget the star's name. Amazing. Elizabeth Moss. Thank you, Elizabeth Moss. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. Both amazing. Yeah. Did it um did it leave you with the same thoughts as Russ Leatherman? It sort of did. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see his tweet to us? He no, said I, if I didn't. if any of you go see this movie, let me know if I'm off base or just a huge P. And I said, Why not both? <laughs> so good. You can you can I will. Him and say, I tweeted him last week about uh-huh. Brahms, and he didn't see it, so I was like, all right, well. Oh, he might I don't have, have to come muted. clean anymore. <laughs> Do you think he's uh, taking lessons from Jensen? Probably. Jensen Muti Pie Carp? Probably, yeah. Yeah, it was oh. a little disturbing. Yeah. In that there was a lot of violence in it, and uh-huh. no one would believe the woman. Yeah. And that was a little disturbing yeah. during our times. Yes. Well, it did uh, well past what they thought it would do. $29 million in its opening weekend, which is great. Followed by Sonic the Hedgehog raking in $16 million. The Call of the Wild with that janky dog. Rounding at the top three with $13.2 million, Followed by number four, My Hero Academia. I don't Heroes know what that Rising. is. It's an anime superhero oh, film. Oh, okay. Directed by Kenji Nagasaki. Sure. Anything else you want to know about it? No. Like the villains. Stars? It starts off. Um, well, it's anime. So I just said that. Yeah. Um, he wasn't listening. <laughs> or doesn't know what anime I don't, means. I don't listen to you often. I get it. Wow. I get it. <laughs> Rounding at the top five. Bad boys for life. <laughs> Who's it star? Well, it's anime. That was fun. Some birthdays for you. Guys, it's a great birthday. Is day. it? Okay. Yeah. John Bon Jovi, Chris Martin, Bryce Dallas Howard, Daniel Craig, Rebel Wilson, M E T H O D. Man. Thank you. Wow. I mean, it was a delay, but I'll still take it. <laughs> and Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything. What a great birthday day. Pretty strong. You guys should all celebrate together at a big table at Buca de Beppo. What? I don't know. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin in the morning with Allie and Jensen. LA and OC's Alternative Rock. Mm-hmm. Right now, Allie is here with Animal Stories. 
Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. Guys, have you ever thought about what you would do? You're out in the ocean, you're surfing, getting ready, you see a great set coming in, and then right under you, donut, donut, a great white shark. What would you even do? Uh, I've never thought of that, but I think I would just get up on the board and just... Uh Carefully move away. I don't know. I don't know what you could do. It is intense. This or just is... punch him right in the face. Well, <laughs> say. Uh, we're going to find out what Nick Minogue did. He is from New Zealand. He was bitten by a great white shark last Saturday. Let's just have the news in New Zealand explain. It's the stuff nightmares are made of, coming face to face with a great white. And it came and hit me from the left side as I was paddling. Its mouth measured a whopping 35 centimetres. And chomp, chomp down on the front of the board. Nick Minogue has been surfing for 50 years. He knows just how lucky he is. Thankfully it wasn't me in the middle of the board or where it would have got my torso or arm. And it was just looking at me with a big, big eye. Guys. What? Nick Minogue is 60 years old. He's been surfing for 50 years. So this guy, uh, I don't know if he had the best idea of what to do. What do you think Nick did? I think he, what Kevin said, he remained calm. Okay. I think after the the, the shark bit the board, yeah. he just played dead, I, I would say. Okay, played dead. Played dead. Kevin, what do you think? Punched him in the face. Let's, Poked that eye. Let's hear what Nick did. He sort of punched it and aiming for the eye and yelled if off as loud as I could. The shark nipped the side of his arm. It was almost like a like a theme park show. You'd expect it to be a mechanical one. Oh! At uh, Universal Studios or Kelly Tartans or something, but it was a it was a real one. Oh. He punched it and yelled F off. I mean when that didn't do the trick That's the Universal. He punched it again and yelled F off again. And that worked. Punched him right in the eye. Mm-hmm. The shark wound up swimming away for a minute. That's when he went in. He apparently was left just with a cut on his arm, but his full-length wetsuit saved him from further injury. He said, I've still got an arm and fingers. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot yeah, worse. Yeah, it could have. <laughs> Nick Minogue, you're a hero, and I'm glad you're alive. Yeah, punch him in the eye. Also a hero. This parrot. I feel like every what? animal stories that I've been doing involves a parrot There's in no one parrot of the stories. There's a that's parrot. That's a hero. That's, Come it's on, not, Kevin. It's not, nope. Well. I, nope. There's parrots that have um, alerted families to fires is in the house. Is that what this story's about? No. All right, let's hear it. This story is about a 23-year-old parrot named Sweet Pea that a family, um, Abby Matthews, adopted for her family last year. She knew maybe the bird was going to be able to speak. She wasn't ready for what Sweet Pea was yelling. (laughs) Yelling at her kids, Beatrix, who's 10, and Bella. Calling them effers. Calling them (laughs) a-holes. And apparently also shouting, I've got bills to pay! (laughs) So she went back and found out that this parrot, Sweet Pea, was rescued 
from an abusive family that were oh. going through a really bad divorce. So it was mimicking all of the fights that the family was having, calling them effers, a-holes, and I've got bills to pay. So mm. they're working right now with Sweet Pea. Learning not and by to working, call. you mean putting her down? No, sweetie, is, <laughs> okay. is their family for life now? So sure. there you have it. That's um, a beautiful story. <laughs> it is beautiful. I thought Kevin would have been in after effers and a holes. I did too. <laughs> but yelling, I've got bills to pay. You're just sitting at home <laughs> eating dinner, and the parents like, I got bills to pay. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, sad when you think it's yeah. like mimicking angry I people. Know. Yeah. What about this Texas dog ran away from home in the middle of the night? Where did Chico, the German shepherd, show up to? Oh, the Odessa Police Department strolled into the precinct, put its little paws on the front desk, almost like he's alerting them like, hey, guys, I shouldn't be out. Maybe help me out. Did he say, I've got bills to pay. (laughs) I got bills to pay. Life is roof. All right, that was bad. But the dog winds up in this police um, department. They're playing with him, they're playing catch, having a great time with this dog. Then they go to check the ID, no ID. They're like, okay, well, let's figure out if he's microchipped. By the time they went to figure out if he was microchipped, he had left again. So they're like, that's weird. But they had taken pictures of him. The police officers that were there just cuddling him, like having a great time. They posted it on their Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like, if you see this dog, we don't know what the dog's name is or anything, but he came in. We sure would like him back. Turns out um, the owner, Edward Alvarado, dead asleep, obviously, because Chico got out in the middle of the night at 3.30. He woke up to a text from his nephew like, isn't this Chico? What's going on with Chico? And he's like, that's so weird. He went out into the backyard, and there's Chico just snoozing. Chico is a cheater. Chico left in the middle of the night to get snuggles and cuddles and play some fetch with another family and then strolls back in thinking, oh, no one's ever going to catch me. No, Chico, social media caught you. Wow. What a dick, right? (laughs) I'm saying I love Chico, you guys. Same. He's a cheater, but be better, Chico. Don't you think that all the police officers were hoping that no one claimed him? Yeah. Then and they, they were all like, oh, dog. I, yeah. I'm calling we're dibs. Good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Chico, the German Shepherd. I love him so much. And finally, this is one of those stories that you just read and you're like, I need so much more information. So you're driving. You see roadkill. You swerve so you don't hit it, right? You don't want to mush it anymore. Yeah, you want to keep it to cook later. All right. Well, this person didn't swerve. This person pulled over. Police in Waukesha, Wisconsin, responded to a call Monday afternoon about a woman performing a spiritual ritual on a dead possum in the road at an intersection. Any guesses as to what this woman did when she got out to the possum? I, no, I can't imagine. Because it's a dead possum. Yeah. Why would you even get out? I have. I, I do not have an answer. She got out of her car, threw goldfish at it, and windshield washer fluid, what? and yelled, "Repent!" That was going to be my guess, but then I thought that's ridiculous. Like, oh. go, like goldfish crackers or actual goldfish? It's Great question. Another question. I crackers would like are answer. strong. Another question I would like answered. I don't know. Throwing goldfish and windshield washer fluid on the animal while yelling, repent. She crazy. Please tell me it came back to life.
the possum came back to... No! No. no. Wouldn't that be great if you killed her? Be, that would be incredible. <laughs> killed her. killed <laughs> her. She's allergic to windshield wiper fluid. <laughs> Witness who had been wow. following the woman's vehicle before the incident said that she had been behaving erratically. You think? You I'd think. follow her around everywhere she went. <laughs> the possum was then removed from the roadway. But I think if we've learned anything in these stories, animals and people be crazy, yo. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. This is Kevin in the Morning with Ali and Jensen. LANOC's Alternative Rock, K-R-O-Q. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Every Monday morning, just after 7 o'clock, we do great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. But we'll try to make that feeling go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News. Mine comes out of Cibolo, Texas. You guys heard of that? Cibolo? I mean, we'll hear from someone from Texas. Okay. Yeah. Michael Carson, known as Mr. Mike, has worked as at uh, J. Frank Doby Jr. High School for 17 years. He's wow. a custodian. His favorite part of uh, the job is working around the students, talking and kidding around with them. He says all the kids are great. In Aww. another part of the interview, by the way, he says, these are the future leaders. Sometimes that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, take it easy. You're doing a story here. Um, his his nickname is uh, Mr. Mike. And Joanna Madrigal and Izzy Ghana, both in the eighth grade, are the two students who Mr. Mike has impacted with his presence and kindness. He always comes with a smile that's always nice and warms our hearts, says Izzy. And they went on. And he cares for us so much, but I feel like a lot of kids don't really receive the love that he has for us. He's been there for me 24-7. Like, I actually go have conversations with him. I say thank you and everything. So, he's like a dad to me. Aww. Does he's like a dad to me make you feel guilty for those looks you were giving us during well, the... she did yeah. say he's there for me 24-7. <laughs> I'm like, Mr. Mike, what's happening with this girl? Their teacher assigned them a kindness letter. Oh where they're supposed to thank somebody for what they do. Dear Mr. Mike, you are the most sweetest person I have ever met. P.S. I like your mustache. All right. I'm back out. <laughs> it's troubling, right? <laughs> it's a little troubling. It's, it's, uh, they're what grade? Eighth. Oh, Listen, it's very sweet. It's cool. She thinks of him as her dad. 
like she, your mustache. Probably. <laughs> That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? This is Mr. Mike's response. Oh, it means a whole bunch. It gives, makes your job a little easier. When people appreciate what you do for Okay, Mr. Mike is a lot older than I thought he'd be. Okay, I take it all back. Oh, Mr. Mike. You were reading all kinds of negativity uh, into that story. Yeah, I love it. And that is my great news. Do you guys remember your custodians growing up? Yes, I'm yeah. very grateful for them, and I wrote them a letter last week to tell okay, them that. Okay, you didn't do any of that. I do not. I had a custodian growing up named Mr. Bill, and he would always wear a red jacket. And then when I, all I wanted was a red jacket so I could dress like Mr. Bill. He I was the greatest. I love Mr. Bill. Westlake Hills Elementary, probably dead. But big ups to Mr. Bill. I had one. His name was Mr. Dave. No. And what the he, hell? He would used to take me home because my mom what? would get oh, off no. really oh, work. No. Let it, let it. And he would smoke out. like yeah. a pack of cigarettes yeah. the whole way home. Those weren't cigarettes. <laughs> but he was awesome. And he'd take me to 7-Eleven. Mr. Oh, Dave? Yeah. And, yeah. Mr. Dave. Mr. Dave. 7-Eleven to pick up some smokes. I love him. Rest in peace, Mr. Dave. And some alcohol. That's when you started drinking, isn't it, Muggs? Yep. He, got me. he made me an alcoholic. <laughs> okay, good. We all had great custodians, so big ups to Mr. Mike. That's lovely. And Mr. Bill and Mr. Dave. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is a story out of high school in Whitesburg, Kentucky. Winston Lee is a history teacher there that recently was witnessed an act of kindness in the unlikeliest of places. He was pleasantly surprised when he received a handwritten note on one of his 11th graders' Um, World War II test sheets. Here's what it said. If you could, can you give my bonus points to whoever scores the lowest? One of his students, who's a straight-A student, offered up his five bonus points to someone in need. He said he totally offered up what's rightfully his, his earning, to any peer that's been struggling especially hard during the test. He didn't care if he was considered, if he considered them a friend, didn't care if they were cool, didn't matter if they were mean to him, nice to him, what situation. He just wanted to commit a kind, loving act. What a kiss-ass, am I right? I think it's just really I think it's just really sweet. He would have had a score of 99 on the test, but instead gave up 5 of his points to go to a student that actually was failing. So a 58 point test score. He wound up getting 5 more, so he passed the test this other kid, which is uh, getting a lot of people online talking. People mm-hmm. saying that is one of the sweetest things I've ever seen to oh, now we're just handing out grades to people. <laughs> like people are just so mad. <laughs> but the teacher said, "Listen, not all test takers are great at taking tests. That's very Some true. of them are not comfortable in a testing situation. A lot of them, we don't know what's going on at home. Maybe they didn't even have time to study because something else is going on. Let's have a little bit of compassion." Like this young man did who gave his five extra bonus points. That's very sweet. I just thought that was really sweet. I wonder if Mr. Mike was there. And that's my great news. My great news comes out of Atlanta, Georgia. A very special Girl Scout by the name of Anushka Talwar. Anushka was born um, 27 weeks premature, and she just weighed, she weighed only 2.2 pounds. Oh. Wow, that's scary. So uh, she's now she's 14, and she remembers um, stories that her father used to tell her, at, to her and her brother, who was also born premature, of how her dad used to talk and read to her in the uh, NICU, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we do we deal with uh, Cedar sinai NICU for our yeah. April Foolishness, Absolutely. which tickets are on sale now. Oh, well FYI. done, Muggs. I see what you did. We're going to work that in. Yeah, so, nice. 
So uh, she says, my dad used to tell me how he would read to me and my brother at the hospital every single day and how it was beneficial to a child's brain and how it was a good way to bond with the child through an incubator because you're not allowed to hold Mm -hmm. uh, a a premature baby. So that's the only kind of way you're allowed to um, bond with them. So Mm -hmm. she has set up many libraries (gasps) in the hospital. She went around. That's right. She went door to door in her Atlanta neighborhood asking for donations of children's books for the NICUs of Children's Healthcare of Atlanta and Emory Johns Creek Hospital. So her goal was to collect about 100. She received 450 (gasps) books for this NICU. And um, she said, at every door and house I went to, I I would explain what my project was. Um, Parents can't have any physical contact with their premature babies. All they can do is sing, read, and talk to them. So she has done an incredible thing. It has earned her a silver medal in her Girl Scout Is troop. she going to the Olympics? No, no, no. It's, it's a Silver oh. Girl Scout Award. Okay. So uh, She you said medal, though. Yeah. Silver medal. It's a silver, like probably a badge. Yeah, like, like a silver award medal. I don't know. I'm not in the Girl Scouts. I just eat what? Their, I just eat their cookies. Okay. Yeah. See, that sounded gross. Yeah. You, why are you always going to the gross part, Allie? We didn't All go right. there. Okay. Yeah. So Anushka is doing a really good thing, and this is going to inspire her to maybe pursue a career in law enforcement to uh, keep helping people. So she's already helping premature babies and their parents. Anushka. Anushka. So that is my great news. KROQ-FM. It's Kevin in the morning. The world famous K-Rock. Been uh, watching all the coverage on the coronavirus. Yeah. It's not going away. It doesn't seem to be going away. There's 88,000 people with it as, as far as the last numbers mm-hmm. and 3% of them have died. It's not the end of the world. No, it seems like a small number. Stand down people. Yeah, calm your teeth. This is the uh, Daily Show uh correspondent Ronnie Chang and he does a thing called Everything is Stupid mm-hmm. and he's telling us about all the misinformation about the coronavirus. The coronavirus is not just making people sick, it's also making people stupid. And the misinformation going around online is even more viral than the disease. With coronavirus spreading rapidly around China and parts of the world, social media companies are now faced with another problem, misinformation. Fake alerts suggesting that Chinese Red Bull, fortune cookies, or meagering noodles could give you coronavirus. No. Yes. No. Red Bull, Uh fortune cookies, could give you coronavirus is what's being put out online. I mean, the fortune cookie and noodles sounds very racist. Um, All of those fake. One false claim said that drinking bleach could cure the virus. Okay, listen. Uh, Listen, that's Darwinism. Let's let these people... Drinking bleach will kill you. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, It'll get rid of coronavirus. Sure will. Eating garlic, rinsing your nose with saline, or putting on uh, sesame oil help prevent the virus. (laughs) All of that's being said will help prevent it. Wow. His answer to that is? Really? Some people think eating garlic and sesame oil will prevent the disease. If that was true, no Chinese person would have it, okay? (laughs) That's not a treatment for us. That's breakfast. And obviously, drinking bleach isn't going to cure the virus. It's just going to get the stains out, you idiots. (laughs) And the coronavirus isn't just creating misinformation. It's also creating a lot of stupid-ass racism. The coronavirus outbreak has led to complaints about a rise in anti-Chinese sentiment. By the way, this is a very true story Mm -hmm. and is absurd around the world. In France, for example, a regional newspaper has had to apologize for this headline that used the phrase yellow alert. (gasps) Wow. Wow. Yeah, that happened. 
Yeah. People appearing to cover their face just because they're sitting next to someone. So they'll sit down next to somebody who looks like they might be Asian. Uh-huh. And they pull out a mask and <laughs> put it wow. on. Oh, my gosh. Who's Asian? CNBC is reporting that Lyft and Uber drivers are refusing to pick up passengers with Asian-sounding last names. <sighs> Whoa. Jesus. Is that crazy? We are a stupid people. <laughs> out of fear of the coronavirus, saying it isn't safe to pick up those riders. Okay, wait. So Uber drivers aren't picking up passengers with Asian-sounding names because they're afraid of the coronavirus? Yo, if anyone's taking a health risk in an Uber, it's me, okay? <laughs> Getting in the backseat of your Nissan Sentra? This one time I was in an Uber pool with the monkey that started Ebola. <laughs> He shows a picture of him sitting next to a little monkey. Oh, that's so weird. That started Ebola in an Uber pool. <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, he lived all the way on the other side of town. Also, it must be tough for racist drivers who discriminate based on Asian-sounding last names. Because they'll be like, Robert E. Lee. <laughs> nah, I can't risk it. <laughs> the point is, we got to stop thinking of this as an Asian virus. Okay, yes, it started in Asia, but any human can spread it. So if you're going to be a dick about it, you got to avoid all people, okay? That's why I spent the weekend at a Tom Steyer rally. He didn't, even he didn't show up. He showed a picture and it was literally not a soul there. It looked like it was long before or long after. There wasn't anyone there at all. But what's really stupid is people who seem to care less about the health crisis and more about when they're going to get their stuff. Tesla tanking. It was announced that its Model 3 shipments for February would be delayed due to its Shanghai factory being shut down and the coronavirus fears. 75% of hockey sticks used in the NHL are made in China. The coronavirus could slow shipments of the iPhone. Many of the phones, along with Apple's iPad, are shipped from China's Wuhan area. Consumers could see a delay of one to two weeks in getting their phones if the virus isn't contained soon. Oh, no. You're going to have to wait 10 extra days to get your iPhone. I'm sorry all these people dying is making it harder for you to take night shots of your dog. <laughs> and so what if your Tesla's delayed? Just take an Uber this week, okay? Unless you're Asian, in which case you're out of luck. I mean, have fun going alone to the airport, Ebola monkey. Wow, Ronnie, I'm not gonna lie, this seems to be a real problem. Yeah, I know. Why is the Ebola monkey even flying? Like, where's he going? He's not wearing a mask. It's like he doesn't give a f No, 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 no. I mean, you don't seem to be worried about the disease itself. Is there any reason people should be concerned? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, of, of course. I mean, it's a serious illness and it's a serious problem. But in the United States, there's only 13 confirmed cases, okay? The greater danger here is the stupid racism. There's no reason to be weird around Asian people. I guess, yeah, because statistically, they probably don't have the virus. Exactly. Don't stereotype Asian people. Also, there's a good chance they're doctors, so they can help you out if you are worried. Okay? <laughs> All right, so then there's that, and then there was this story. We are looking into some confusion people are having about the coronavirus. A story going around today claims that many people think the illness sweeping the globe is connected to Corona the beer. Oh, it's Corona time. Hey, it's Corona time right now. No, it can't. No, people can't possibly think it's from the beer. That's, from, that's an article from The Onion, it right? It can't be true, Kevin. The uh, let me. I'm going to tell you the statistics in a second if they don't cover it in this audio. It's true. Google searches have spiked since January the 18th for the terms beer coronavirus, beer virus, and corona beer virus. Oh. So far, Corona Beer's parent company has yet to comment about. Yeah, this. because it's stupid. The study said 40 percent of beer drinkers uh -huh. will avoid 
buying Corona. Okay. Because they're afraid they'll get the virus. Forty oh. percent. It's Corona time. Hey, it's Corona time right now. By the way, everything is also measured by lightning. Have you guys ever noticed this? Why? Oh, is that what he's it's put like? Into? No, but they all say, "Hey, you know what? You have a one in thirteen thousand chance mm. of getting hit by lightning." And I'm mm. thinking to myself, that "We're worrying about the wrong thing." Yeah, it's insane. If we, you ever get coronavirus, you have a three percent chance of dying. Okay. You have a ninety-seven percent chance of being healthy. Some people don't even feel symptoms. So we should worry about lightning. I'm just saying, has anyone checked that statistic? Because every single time something happens, they say, you lightning. have a better chance of getting hit by lightning. Mm-hmm. None of us are worried about getting hit by lightning. You have a 1 in 3,000. It's either 3,000 or 13,000. Either way, you have a pretty good chance of getting hit by lightning. I'm just worried about what I'm going to drink tonight. There's no more Corona. Oh, God. I think there's extra Corona because they're not. I'm not touching it. Kevin in the morning with Allie and Jensen. Carol QFM. Look, even those of us that are extremely intelligent cannot be that way 24-7. Sure. Every once in a while, there's a lapse in your very high intelligence Uh, and you do something dumb. I hate you. (laughs) Allie? All right. Here's the deal. So the last couple of years, I've experienced a little bit of crowding with my teeth. Mm -hmm. So there's one tooth on the bottom that's kind of shifting a little bit. And then one tooth on the top that's kind of shifting a little bit. I never had braces as a kid. You wanted them so bad. So bad. Never had a retainer as a kid. Wanted them so bad. Put on Beth Perry's retainer on the way to the La Brea Tar Pits on a field trip. I wish you would have had them for a month and you would have realized you don't want them. I just, I wanted (laughs) them. But the fact that I'm now experiencing this crowding with my teeth is concerning. So I have all four of my wisdom teeth. So I was thinking, oh, that might be it. They're finally pushing and making my teeth crowd. There's no end in sight. What if like in another year, all my teeth are like, and then I'm just janky lady. No one wants that. Jank tooth. Jank tooth. Part two, electric boogaloo. So I wound up finding a new dentist that does everything from extractions to the total normal, like teeth cleaning cavities, all that and stuff. And you did by asking like a best friend who they use? Listen, did I Google um, dentist near where we work? That way it's just close. I thought that was good. But then looked at all the reviews, everything. But mm. also one that does Invisalign, which is, you know, those braces that you can get that are those little... Like a retainer. Retainer type type things, yeah. So I found this dentist, went, got my teeth cleaned, the x-rays, all of that. And then he came in and explained to me, because I was waiting for him to say, yeah, all four of your wisdom teeth need to go. But then he said, they all came in very straight. They're not pushing anything. So this is just time that, that happened. So to hear a dentist that... I mean, this is in Los Angeles where everything is an upsell. Like, oh, we need to do this. We need to do this. Why don't we do this at the same time? Yeah. It's gross. I don't want to hear it. Clean my teeth. Be done. You must have been shocked when he said that your wisdom teeth are coming in straight. Completely and- shocked because before this, he said, listen, I'm one of those people that say there's no point to even having your wisdom teeth. It's a pain in the butt to get back there to clean them. Take them out. But then when he saw the x-rays, he's like, you don't need to take them out. So I was like, an honest dentist? Sign me up for Invisalign. I'm going with you, sir. So did this whole thing where they scan your teeth and then show you a before and after picture of Mm -hmm. what Invisalign would be with how my teeth are. He's like, I don't think it would be more tops. Maybe eight months of using these trays for Invisalign. Wonderful. 
So I go up to the lady at the front when we're going over um, how much it's going to cost, everything. She so shows me the total, and I'm like, oh, well, thank God I have orthodontia insurance because I have the basic Delta Dental, and then I pay extra for orthodontia. And I said, oh, but I have, I think, 50 to 80% off that. And she goes, no, you don't. And I said, yeah, I do. Yeah, I have, um, I have the PPO plus orthodontia. And she goes, that's for your dependents. And I said, let me just interrupt here. Um, <clears throat> yeah. How many dependents do you have? Uh, none. Okay, so. So I said, no, this is my insurance. I don't have dependents. She's like, that's, uh, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for orthodontia for your dependents. And then showed me. It, it works 0% for you? Zero. <laughs> Zero. She said, see here where you go over, you scroll over, and then um, age limit, child up to and not including age 19. That's the orthodontic coverage you have. How long have you been paying for that? Uh, three years. Rejected! Three years. <laughs> and she said, honestly, this happens to a lot of people. And I was thinking, okay, that's BS. Does no, it happen it, to a lot of people? I, I thought I was just dumb and not paying attention. Well, it's possible that that was true as well. Christine said it happened to her. When she went, she's like, oh, no, this is fine. And they're like, no, 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 that's for your dependent. And the thing is, they think that most adults aren't getting braces, aren't doing that. You get them when your teeth are just coming in. It makes whatever. sense. It makes sense. But, uh, but you're I, not covered at all? At all. So then I looked at that price of Invisalign, and I was like, janky it not is. <laughs> Kevin in the morning with Ali and Jensen on K Rock, LANOC's alternative rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Allie is here what's happening guys what's happening with public enemy they announced yesterday that they are permanently moving forward without flavor flavor 
firing one of hip-hop's most memorable hype men after over 35 years. Haven't you ever wondered how Chuck D and Flava Flav could get together for five minutes? Let alone almost 37 years? Yeah, they seem like very different (laughs) Very different. Absolutely. Um, It it started two days ago when we heard that Flava Flav had sent a cease and desist letter to Bernie Sanders over Chuck D's concert at the L.A. rally that took place yesterday. He didn't want to do it. He's like, I don't, we can't do it together. I am part of public enemy, blah, blah, blah. Well, Chuck D is like, all right, well, we're going to move forward without you from now on. Hmm. And he claims he can do it because he founded the group. It's, he wrote the songs. It's his trademark. But what about flavor, flavor? I feel like he'll still own that part. Okay. Um, but wow. Is he on the clock? Yeah. Well, that's debatable mm. because according to um, Chuck D, he came up with the um, their logo, everything, which involves a clock, right? Public Enemy? Public Enemy? No, maybe it's, not. It's like crosshairs or something. Okay, well, he owns that. So, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think he, uh, he'll own the clock. Do you think we should have talked to Flava Flav about our Kevin um, in the morning clock that we use? Are we infringing on Flavor Flav? I don't think he can. What if he no. sends a cease and desist to us? I don't us? think he. I think they're only analog Can clocks. own the clock. Okay. We're good. Well, what's our clock, Muggs? It's, it's digital. The one on our no. logo? She's talking oh, you're the talking logo. the logo. I thought yeah. you were talking about the ones we use in the studio. I'm sorry. This is taking I'll a stand real, down. A real I'll turn. stand down. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm very sad about this. Although it did make me laugh when people were like, how can we trust Bernie to unite a nation when he's splitting up public enemy? Fly, bur, fly! <laughs> And uh, let's be honest, uh, this Bernie Sanders flap isn't the first time that they've disagreed. This no, that's is, my point. Yeah. I don't know how they've stayed together yeah. for as long as they have. This has been going on for a long time. Yeah. We all know, I mean, just from working here, yeah. you don't have the full story for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff happening behind the scenes for a long time. Yeah, when That time when Flava Flav and Brigitte Nielsen hooked up, Chuck D was beside himself. What are you even saying right now? You don't remember yeah, that? Yeah, there was a celebrity yes. the reality surreal, show. It was a, the surreal, surreal life, yes. Oh, yes. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, now I do. I, I had, flag honestly, flag. I had deleted that from mm-hmm. my memory. Oh, well, we're going to put it right back. He would, ta- he would talk about, like, climbing her because mm-hmm. yeah. she was so tall. Yep. Oh. It's a match made in heaven. Welcome right back. <laughs> Good Lord. All right, let's move on to, uh, to this. Adam Levine apologizing for his unprofessional Chile concert. He put on a performance on Thursday and fans in South America flocked to social media to voice their displeasure in the set. Apparently, he had quite the attitude. Oh. He wound up apologizing, saying, to be totally frank, there were some things holding me back last night and I let them get to me. And it impacted how I was behaving on stage, which is unprofessional, and I apologize for that. So apparently they were late to the stage, and then he responded to the audience's initial efforts to sing along by saying, quote, well, if you want to do my job, go ahead. Oh, wow. What a dick. Wow. You never hear anyone say that from the stage. You're lucky they're singing along. What is wrong with you, sir? Ugh. So, I mean, let's give it up. Let's give some love to Maroon 5. I mean. It's just wow. <laughs> no, right? Not a good situation. <laughs> Not a good situation. 
We've been talking all about the coronavirus, and I mean, there are film festivals that are canceling. There are TV shows that are canceling. Uh, the Tom Cruise movie, they mm-hmm. pulled out of Italy Mission for Impossible, filming. Yeah. Yep. Now Amazing Race has stopped filming. They've stopped the season in its tracks over coronavirus. Season I mean, 33. They basically do just travel from city yes. to city while very tired. Yes. <laughs> True. Season 33 has yet to be announced, but three episodes have been filmed when CBS has pulled the plug on production. So no word on what's going to happen with that. This story, this kind of bummed me out. BTS among the acts canceling their Asia tour dates over coronavirus. Guys, BTS is from South yes, Korea. They are. <laughs> They're not going to perform for their hometown. Like they've blown up, become so huge, and they're like, "Sorry about that." People that have been there, guys are from sick. The get go, <laughs> we're not going to be able to make it. That just stinks, you guys. It's so, not ideal. No, I'm truly surprised. In that last break, Kevin, you didn't have a clip of somebody saying, "Yeah, you know, the city of Corona in California, not going to it, not going to it," because people, I'm sure, probably think that, right? It's Corona time. Yeah. Hey, it's Corona time right now. I don't think that's what he's talking about. No. In that clip, though. Yeah. I don't know, you guys. Mm -hmm. It's all very sad. Very sad news all across the board. I mean, once Flava Flav happens, how do you go on? Where do you go from there, you guys? Where do you go? Well, you go to this hotel. Hmm? You go to this hotel in Mississippi. It is a home that's to never the answer. by Hilton in Mississippi. Okay. They have something happening there that I think is fantastic. Okay. If you're looking to adopt a dog and go on vacation, kill two birds with one stone if you stay at this hotel in Mississippi. You have to the kill birds? The hotel takes in a foster dog through a program called Fostering Hope. When you check in, you could say, yeah, I'd like a dog with my room. <laughs> And you could cuddle the doggy at night, and then what if you, you don't like the dog? Can you go? Can I have another dog? Well, yeah, you could okay. send him back. All right, which is sad. Which is why this dog is in foster care. I mean, it's really upsetting. Should have thought about that before he was a dick. But at the end, you can say, "Hey, you know what? I'd like to adopt this dog." They have helped over sixty dogs find homes since they started this That's in fantastic. 2018. <gasps> That That's is really fantastic. great. Don't you sometimes think to yourself, it might just be me. I'm setting myself up here. Uh-oh. I, uh, this is the first time in my life I haven't had a dog. Okay. And I think to myself some nights, like like a Postmate situation. Why can't I just Postmate a dog for like a couple, like the weekend? Why can't they just bring me a dog and I get to cuddle him and love him? And then, uh, but this could be the same thing. Postmate me a dog for the weekend. Then I have the opportunity at the end to adopt the dog. I don't hate it. Yeah. Dog mates. That's probably gross. I don't want to know what people are using it for. But I think that would be a lovely thing. I think it's a great thing this hotel's doing. Yes, me too. Spend a little time with the pet, fall in love with it. Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? I'd like to adopt this dog. And they're like, of course you would, sucker. That's what we count on. Over 60 dogs, you guys. That's really good. That is fantastic. Also fantastic, all of these amazing people born today and celebrating a birthday. Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything. Method Man, Rebel Wilson, Daniel Craig, Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Martin, and John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Hmm. John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Okay. Agree to disagree. And that's what's happening. April Foolishness guest Justin Willman coming up next. 
This is Kevin in the Morning with Ali and Jensen. LANOC's Alternative Rock. And Justin Wilman has joined us in the studio. Yeah. Welcome, Justin. Hello. How are you? We are very excited that you're playing April Foolishness. I can't wait. What a show. Very happy. What yeah. a lineup. Yes. It's very great. happy about that. It is great. And two of the charities, you are actually personally involved with one of this them, right? This is true. Cedar Sinai. Cedar Sinai NICU. Yeah. I spent a, a rough six days in there. Mm. Yeah. 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 And it turned out great, and they're angels. They're incredible. They're incredible men and um, women. I mean, in what, there. when you're there, you realize, like, you know, so many, so many families have it worse there, and they mm-hmm. could not be in better hands. It's, yeah. it's amazing. What you also do. realize I, I had uh, three days there, and it's like you realize, oh, they're actually taking care of the parents. Yes, way more than they are <laughs> very the kids. Much. They're therapists. They're yeah, like, very down, much so. Sit down, yeah. chill out, skin to skin. Yeah, for the oh. for, for the parents, they skin to skin you. Really? Yeah, just a nurse. Know that. Nurse cuddles me up on her on That's her on nice. her bosom. That is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. to the wrong hospital. Get... That didn't happen. But, uh... <laughs> I was like, I didn't go to Cedars. <laughs> they say do no harm. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, Justin, you're going to be performing your comedy and magic. My stylings. How your styling? How uh-huh. is this going to work for people that are not? Uh, up on Justin Woman, how dare you? Because you have two Netflix shows that are huge. Magic for Humans. Magic for Humans on Netflix mm-hmm. has been really great. Season two came out in December. Season three comes out in May. Oh my god! So wow. April, April Foolishness will be like a little, little preview of the nice. season three, a little sneak peek. Okay. Uh, but seeing it in person, like Magic in real life, yeah. is the best. That's now how it's meant to be. Most done. of the time, you do a one-on-one with people on the street. Yeah. Right? So I thought at April Foolishness, I will do it one-on-one. Just One walk audience down into the crowd stage. We send them back. It might take a couple hours, if that's okay. It is a big room. <laughs> Jeff Garland's just like, when am I going on? <laughs> hey, Jeff, you got bumped. Uh, magician's uh, running over. How different is it to perform for people on the street versus on the stage? It has to be almost 100%? It's, no? it's it's a different yeah. animal. I mean, because when you're performing on the street for people for the Netflix show, you're really performing for the person, but then uh, millions of people watching via that camera. So right. it has to be kind of engaging in a different way and kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I could fool them, but if I don't fool you on the camera, then... You know, that's no good. So I think doing the live show, for me, is my true joy. Like, that's my favorite thing to do, to kind of whip a couple thousand people up into a frenzy. Yeah. It's fun just to watch their brains explode and kind of <laughs> I try to put it back together again. Oh, watching um, Seth Rogen's, um, is it Hilarity for Hilarity Charity? Hilarity for Charity. And you did it, and people lost their minds. Is yeah. that kind of what, I know you've done, Ellen, you did live shots with me for a decade. For years. <laughs> for KTLA, but is that kind of what set... Netflix to go, wait, this guy is killing it. We've got to do something. Well, there's, I mean, after you're in the live experience, like people, you know, maybe who saw it at the Hilarity for Charity, like you can't help but then go home and tell people what you saw because mm-hmm. you're you're like, I need to make sure I'm not crazy. All right, here's what this guy did. He did this. <laughs> like, I'm right to be blown away, right? I'm right to have no clue. He's the yeah. devil, right? Yeah. And then they say, yeah, he sounds like the devil. And then the kind of word spread. So right. I think that has something to do okay. with it. Okay, excellent. I got to tell you, um, let me finish the second part of this, but I'm not a fan of magicians. You're okay. awesome. Good start. You're awesome. It's a good icebreaker. I mean, I oh, really, I really am very, very resistant to magicians because most of them are doing stuff for kids. Yeah, and, like, okay, and a well, little cheesy. Yes. And Kevin yes. had said because we wanted uh, to take a, a group trip to the Magic Castle, and Kevin was like, "I hate magic. Magic's stupid. I don't even like it." And my response: This was five years ago. I said, "You need to see someone like Justin Wilman, and he's going to change your mind about magicians." Have I said, I don't know, every year since then, we should get Justin Woman on. We should get Justin Woman on. And every time he's like, I don't like magic. And then he finally watched you and he's like, dude's 
really good. <laughs> oh, wow. So, I, what I learned from this is that mm-hmm. it takes five years to listen to Allie. Basically, five <laughs> years. You are not wrong. To take your advice. You are not wrong. You don't know wrong. how true that is. <laughs> Very sad. So what kind but of things happening. will you be doing on stage at April Foolish? I mean, I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I think what you hate about magic, because I also, I've seen a lot of magic. I get very cringy about magic. There's a lot of... There's just, a lot of bad. You want to punch the yes, guy. You yes. know, like, it's a lot of bad. So I I kind of... I think we're, we're akin. Like, if I maybe am you, if you would have... If you would have taken the different path in your youth and pursued the magic route and kind of been this kind of, you know, magic, skeptical, cynic, that's kind of where I am. I feel like we're... So you talk you, to people <laughs> who don't like magic and you wow them. Yeah. Well, I like to... I mean, if you love magic and I love the people who love... I love the people who mm-hmm. love to suspend their disbelief, get whipped away in the wonder. They don't care how it works. That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. fun. Those that's are the, That's the easy crowd. Those but, are the dumb Fs like But you me. know, like... <laughs> As kind of like an insecure comic, you know, who you focus on the person whose arms are crossed in the crowd. Yeah, you Kevin's can, nagging you. Everyone's laughing, but there's one person who, you know, you kind of zero in on that person. Yeah. So as a magician, I feel like I zero in on those people who are just a little like, mm, not, mm. Uh, you're, I'm, a, I'm a tough crowd. You're not yeah. winning at all. A lot of it me. is just too childish, I think. It's just, yeah. Well, and, not, and also not funny. That's, that's well, the difference. That, there's with nothing him too. worse than a magician trying to be, clearly trying to be funny and not being funny. Right. And um, and luckily, and I was that guy for years. You know. And then in college, wait, um, are you still that guy? I I, I think I killed that guy. Okay, I mean, good. I oh. used to have a stage name when I was. I used to do kids' birthday parties. Mm-hmm. I used to go by Just Incredible. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was my stage name back Do you in mind day. if we introduce you like that? Please don't. No, no. You want to see half the people leave? No, I don't. So, so I kind of used to be that cheesy thing. And then all my best friends in college were like great stand-up comedians. And they just called me out and kind of like just, just forced me to eliminate all the hacky crap. And that was so nice. I feel like a lot of magicians need an honest friend to just tell them. I mean, you should befriend more magicians. I don't want to befriend more magicians. Be I'm good friends okay. with magicians. I'm good with Justin. Let's I don't ease need... into it. One, one, one friend, friend for now. Okay. One friend okay. for now is be good. Great. Yeah. I mean, my for my before Justin, I was all magicians are bad. Mm-hmm. Now Justin is changed Baby my mind. Steps. Baby, Baby steps. Baby steps. All right, so you're going to okay. be forming April Foolishness. We will take a quick break, and we'll come right back with Justin Woman. Kevin in the morning with Allie and Jensen on K-Rock, L.A. and O.C.'s Alternative Rock. And Justin Wellman is in the studio with us. He is playing April Foolishness. We have a few tickets to go in a, in a minute. Um, what kind of response do you get on the streets? Because the stuff that I see on Magic for Humans, everybody's mind is blown. Yeah. I I mean, it's it's like fishing. In L.A., people are a little weird. As soon as there's a camera visible, they mm-hmm. kind of like... Are very people very aware of it. They're like, this could be my big break. I'm like, right. just, just be right. a human. Don't just be overdo a human, it. Damn it. Just be a normal person. Uh, so that's why it's great when people people freak out. You know, in the new season, we we kind of tried to go places where people really didn't expect uh, there to be magic. There's an episode about fears. I've always had a fear. I'm sure I'm not alone. Where you you uh, walk on stage and you're naked. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. like for me as a magician, that means I have nowhere to hide any anything. <laughs> right. You know, I need yeah. I need at least a pocket. Occupational hazard. <laughs> well, I guess there is yeah. a pocket, but so. <laughs> so to face the fear, I went to uh, a nudist colony because that's the only place I could perform naked without getting arrested. Right. You know, the audience is naked as well. Yeah. So that was interesting. You could sure. tell when people were enjoying it. I'll say that. <laughs> now, I don't know if I'll do that at April Foolish. Maybe. We'll maybe. see. I mean, maybe. We'll but see how we'll the crowd We'll have to talk behaves. the crowd into getting naked first. This uh-huh. is true. And then you can. They say, you know, to get over stage fright. Just imagine right. the audience is sure. naked. So. Sure. We were talking off the air about um, our first segments that we ever did together when we were on KTLA. Yeah. 
you would do tricks to uh, the anchors as well. So they would be engaged during the segment. And I think the funniest thing that ever happened was when you asked our anchor, Chris Schauble, pick a card, any card, but don't do the typical queen of hearts. You know, the, don't pick something that everybody would pick. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what I, his response was? Well, he thought about it hard. So I was he like, did. okay, good. He's thinking about this. He's yeah. a card He heard card. me. He's, he's going to go gonna... for a random card. Maybe he's going to say, like, the three of diamonds or something obscure. Something random, yeah. And he thought hard and then proudly said, the seven of aces. <laughs> and then there was a long pause. And I said, what, what? And you said, one more time, what? Seven of aces, he said, confident, <laughs> even more confidently. Yeah. And I think I said, is there anybody there who can name a card who's not an idiot? <laughs> and unfortunately, How long there, did it take there him was to not. realize? It was, it was a delayed reaction. <laughs> yeah. but since then, I have had Justin in my phone as Justin's seven of aces, Wilman. It was one of the greatest moments. Yeah. Maybe he was testing you. Maybe he was like, if this guy's really good, he, <laughs> he will produce will find the it. seven of aces. Yeah. Just, I don't think you're, I think you may be giving him too much credit. <laughs> Justin, have any of your subjects ever kind of caught on to the trick? as you're performing it to them? Well, I like to well, I like to sometimes m- kind of make people think they're catching on. That's the best part. I mean, because mm-hmm. people all, you know, you watch magic, you think you're trying to figure it out. And yeah. a lot of people, you know, you see something you don't understand, you want to figure it out. So I try to sometimes lay some breadcrumbs that kind of steer you away and then, just boom. to subvert your expectations. Yeah. That's fun. I feel like that's what, Kevin, that's what you, I think, respect as a viewer yes, yes, of yes, magic. Very much. Yeah. The one that you did in the park. Where yes. you stood on top of the green person. I don't want to give too much away, but oh yeah, yeah that yeah. was amazing. And you did that by basically telling them that you just need them to be a good audience for magic, and then you'll cut it together and make it look good. Yeah, I kind of. So was you're literally disarming that. Dis- trying defense. to trying to uh, acknowledge the haters while skewering the haters because people yes. there's people who watch magic that think it's all fake. Everyone's an actor. Blah blah blah. So I tried to just let's let's see what it would look like if that was true, and <laughs> just told these people, listen, you're going to act like you're amazed. Nothing amazing will happen. We see them fake acting. Like it's five times. Kind of impressive. You, you fake acting. Hoops, and, like then five cra- times. and then I vanish for real. And then they're like, huh? And then you see, <laughs> then you see what real, what real uh, amazement looks like. I've never been sadder than your first uh, Netflix for Humans where you told the audience to pretend that someone was invisible. Oh, yeah. It. It hurt my soul watching this guy like, I'm right here. Do you not see me? Like, what's happening? But everyone pretending that they weren't. That's the best day of my life. <laughs> what about the day your child was born? So that was the second best day the of my second life. second best. Okay. Yeah. That was Good. so, I mean. because It I wanted was one to, of the greatest things I've ever seen. I wanted to do that elaborate scheme because I feel like, you know. We we believe the things that we believe because of the people around us. Mm-hmm. It's all like one big agreement in our Very society. Much so, yeah. so if I have fifty people who are all on board to act like this guy is invisible all of a sudden, will this guy believe he's invisible? And he we did sure it to a couple did. people. He yeah. sure did. I saw the Invisible Man movie last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I like I like what they've done with my bit. <laughs> I like what they've done. They've really taken it to a new level. Did they give you any money for uh, that? Zero money, that? paid oh, for my own ticket. Hmm. It's because I'm humble. Yeah, you are. I'm an everyman. You really are. Yeah. I am so excited for you to play, of course, April Foolishness. Tickets on sale right now. You're going to be joined by Adam Carolla, Fortune Feimster, Jeff Garland, Jen Kirkman, Adam Ray, Steve-O, and Clownvis. Do you uh, know anything about Clownvis? I don't know anything about Clownvis. It's a man that dresses as Elvis with clown makeup on and sings songs. So like, that's exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. Exactly what it's I what thought. It's it's fantastic. What the name shows. That's a lineup. It's, it's, it's <laughs> going to be lineup. so dang fun. Cannot wait for it. Cannot wait as well. Let's uh, let's give away a pair of tickets. Ooh. Okay. Caller 20. 
1-800-520-1067. Call now, and you will meet us at April 4th at Microsoft Theater. And Justin Wilman is his name, and his show is Magic for Humans. Going into season three? Going into season wow. three. Crazy. Yeah. I know, it is you. crazy. Am I going to run out of tricks? What's going to happen? <laughs> How's he going to do it? Look at your life. You've got three Netflix shows. You've got a hot wife and an adorable baby. Justin. What am I doing here right now? <laughs> I should get the right. right here. Right? <laughs> Kevin in the morning. Kevin in the morning. Kevin in the morning. With Allie and Jensen. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Allie, time yeah. for one last look at what's happening. Um, listen, Kevin, we have some apologies to make. I mean, by we, you mean me. Yes. Well, I'm being blamed for it. Shocking. <laughs> um, we were talking about Invisible Man and how great it did at the box office. And you said the female director did so much mm-hmm. for um, the money that she was given. I to, didn't even know how little money she was given. Right. Or It's that an she, amazing. Or that she was a man. Movie what? Uh, Lee Winnell, um, who I then said, oh, Lee Winnell mm-hmm. is the director. Right. And then I said, she, she did again. a great job. Uh, listen, it's spelled L-E-I-G-H. You see that? It's confusing. You didn't know, though, that Lee Winnell is behind one of your all-time favorite franchises, the sure. Saw movies. I mean, sure, there's that. Listen. We didn't know him, and we didn't mm. know because we are not. But I should have because I love the you. Saw do movies. love the Saw movies. If you had to right now, <laughs> no. Can you apologize oh. as Jigsaw? <laughs> Come on, say? you can do it. I'll just say, um, um. <laughs> do you want to um, play a game? Do you want to play a game? Sorry, Lee. Sorry, Lee. You're a man. <laughs> yeah! Mug should that have known that. Loved it. Yeah, so apologies to all of the Lee Winnell heads that lit up both of our Twitters. Mm-hmm. Just how dare you not know that he's a, a, a man? Look, I saw Lee. Uh huh. L E I G H. L E I G H. Uh huh. I was just saying, I was a woman. Shouldn't have done that. She was a man. It was really well directed. It was a great movie. Is what I meant to say. Great movie. Yes. Great movie. And obviously, if it was really well directed, obviously it was a guy, right? That's not at like, all. That, how I did assumed we not get it? it was a woman. You did. You did. That's how you turned it I mean, around. that's how, like, feminist you are. You just right. assumed it was a if woman because it, it was so well Thank done. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. I see what you did there. Or I'm done. One of the two. Listen, uh, we apologize mm-hmm. and it will never happen again. Oh, it'll again. happen again. Until the next mm-hmm. time. Very soon. Guys, the 2020 Vision Speaking Tour. Oprah Winfrey, all different cities around the U.S. She had different guests. There was one at the Forum on Saturday. J-Lo was the special guest there. It was like a, a full day of events. They had like a, a big workout thing in the morning. You stretch, you do all that. Then you dance. Then you've got your workbooks. You've got all that. There's it's like eight hours. Yeah, a long day. A long day. I believe that Jensen is going to um, have some interviews for mm-hmm. us tomorrow. He went out to uh, the parking lot of the Forum on Saturday. And, got and some... they loved his brand of comedy. I can't imagine mm-hmm. they didn't. 
So we're going to find out all about that tomorrow. But something big did happen on Saturday. Oprah Winfrey up on stage, ironically talking about balance when, well, when she fell. Wellness to me means all things in balance. And balance doesn't mean all things are equal or at peace at all times. Wrong shoes. Shoes. Wrong shoes, she said. The woman in the background, play it again. You can Mm -hmm. hear her go, Oprah. The woman and then the man, yeah. She is so upset that she fell. Oprah fell. Wellness to me means all things in balance. And balance doesn't mean all things are equal or at peace at all times. Shoes. <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that guy the first time. How dare you, Oprah? What yeah. is it with the forum and people falling off stages? I mean, she didn't fall off the stage. She, she, she was in the middle of the stage. stage. In the, it, which, yeah. if you watch the video, it seems like a ghost came and just tripped her. It really it's does. a very bizarre video. But people said that her heel got stuck in like a little divot of the stage. I find that hard to Which, believe. if that actually happened, <laughs> Oprah owns the forum now, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, very, very upsetting moment uh, for Oprah heads that were there. But she said, yes, I slipped on stage and I'm now a meme, but so grateful to be only a little sore. She said she's Sunday reading and icing. Thank you for all your kind well wishes. So Fatality. She's alive. No. She's very much alive. She just fell. Quite good. Just- I do like, though, that her first reaction was wrong shoes. <laughs> That is funny. <laughs> while she was laying on her back, basically, yeah, she said that. while she's sprawled on her back. <laughs> God bless her. Poor Oprah. That's just not fun, you guys. It's just not fun. So we were talking earlier about the coronavirus, all sorts of cancellations, whether it's um, the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, let's pull out of Italy for a little bit. Canceled. To... Um, shows like The Amazing Race. They were only three episodes in on the new season. They haven't announced where it is yet, but somewhere with coronavirus concerns. They have stopped The Amazing Race in its tracks. They have pulled the plug on production. So no word on what's going to happen there. And then BTS, among acts canceling their Asia tour dates over the coronavirus outbreaks um, and concerns. They have canceled several performances that would have taken place in Seoul, Korea, which is a real bummer because they're a K-pop band. They're not going back. They're like, I'm not going home. Whatever. So a lot of uh, things being put on hold. You were saying, Kevin, that you're going on a um, vacation that you planned a long time ago and people are dropping out. A lot. Yeah. And I'm starting to think I have to. And no. I, I'm not that person usually. Stay strong. Okay. All right. Plus, you get there, and then it's like wide open. The That's hotel's what I'm like, thinking. sir, would you like a would suite? Would you like a suite? Yeah. I'm the only one there. You're on the plane. The There's no one on the plane. The captain's like, you want to sit up here? You ever, <laughs> ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> like, all sorts of fun things are going to happen on that plane. I it's think Corona that- time. Hey, it's Corona time right now. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. You know who is actually seeing some improvement with their companies due to the coronavirus? Dating apps. Is that right? Because people aren't going out. They're meeting on this app and then just like chatting, just texting back and forth. So dating apps. 
People are bored at home. People are bored. They're like, hey, look at this hottie. I mean, I can't meet you out because everyone's dying of coronavirus. <laughs> I mean, come on, you guys. The numbers are so low. Yeah. Sure, they'll replay this in <laughs> four months when I'm dead. But I think maybe... I mean, it'll be ironic by then. Yeah. And it'll be funny. Calm your teas, everybody. We're all going to be fine until we're not. Some birthdays for you. How about John Bon Jovi, you guys? All right. Did I ever tell you about how I was a huge John Bon Jovi fan? John Bon Jovi. Okay. That's how you do pronounce it, his Italian last name. But then for the... Um, for the band, he did change it to John Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. But um, he came into the Ben and Jerry's I was working at when I was a teenager. Were you shocked by how short he was? Well, yes, but he was also with Emilio Estevez, who was also very short. And I am a whopping 5'2", so, so they were pretty tall to me. But he walked in, and I was such a huge Bon Jovi fan at the time that as he ordered, he ordered chocolate chip cookie dough. And as I'm scooping, I'm like, tell him you want to play the song Silent Night at your wedding. Tell him you want your family to move to New Jersey so you could be close to him on the boardwalk. Just tell him something. Please tell so, me you argued with that voice. In my head, yeah. <laughs> so then I have the scoop, and I handed it to him, and I went... Scooped around, gave you a little extra cookie dough. And then I went, oh. And I walked away. I walked away without getting the money, without helping Emilio. You just turned in bail? I was mortified. It was a total, like, in Dirty Dancing where she goes, I carried a watermelon. That was my I carried a watermelon moment. Mm. And I was mortified. I I missed my chance with John Bon Jovi. When it's a surprise. I wasn't ready. Remember when I met Magic Johnson? It was a yes. surprise. And I said, you're great. I mean. <laughs> That's all that came out. I did the same thing as you. Exactly. Just turned around and walked away. Hard to argue. Yeah. He is great. Yeah. I wasn't as dumb as you guys. Yeah. My buddy Randy. Oh, no. Met John Elway. Uh-huh. Shook his hand. Yeah. And said, John Elway, great quarterback. I, I mean, that's better it. than you're great. I kind of love it. Yeah, I kind of love that. He actually one-ups all of us. Yeah. Oh, God. John Bon Jovi, if you're listening. John Bon Jovi. He's not okay. listening. Chris Martin, Bryce Dallas Howard, Daniel Craig, Rebel Wilson, Method Man, Adam Conover. Great birthday list today. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. And you drive home today. Listen to Stryker and Klein's commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, uh, Jensen spent the day Saturday at mm-hmm. Oprah as well. Yeah. Oh, did he see her fall? I mean, he wasn't inside. He was outside annoying people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adam Carolla will join us tomorrow. He's one of the comedians on April Foolishness. We have more tickets for April Foolishness. And don't forget, it is on sale right now. Go to krock.com. It's Kevin in the Morning with Allie and Jensen on K-Rock. The world famous. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.